Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Podcart's One More Tune podcast, where we bring you a selection of new and recommended music to listen and invest in. On this month's podcast, we have rich cinematic neoclassical wonder from Scottish producer Fayadale. Unforgiving Angular Debauchery from Wasted Shirt. Daydream Ready Electronic Minimalism from New Lost Map Records signing Happy Spendy. We also catch up with our friend Some Great Reward who will be recommending Vinyl Pick. Before all of that, Hello and welcome to One More Tune, a podcast by Podcart. My name's Ewan Davidson. I'm Helena Rafai. Uh, how are you? How was your uh, festive season? So Christmas was fantastic. Um, New Year, I was in bed with flu. Ah. My body went to shut down. That's that can happen. It seems like it happened to a lot of folk over New Year. Like there was barely anything happening. Yeah. Or I, maybe I wasn't invited too much. I don't really know. But what about you? Um. Yeah. Christmas was great. I was spending out my sister's in Mount Florida, and I just want to give a quick shout out to my sister's boyfriend, Gav Murray, if he's listening. Uh, top notch. <laughs> top notch Christmas dinner. Um. Especially for me, I'm di- I'm vegan, so I'm difficult to cater for. And oh my god, absolutely unreal. Uh, have you got any resolutions? Um, I think just to um, try and get through Twitter without wanting to actively travel to someone's house and take a hit out on them. Yeah, goons. I, I'm on the contrary. I think I want to start more beef this year. Um, just to, again, because it generates content like this. I want to be wily to someone Stormzy uh, this year, <laughs> just someone in the local community. Um and, you know, if I start playing gigs with this new band I have, then I can just, you know, I can beef until my heart's content. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, studies have shown that it means that your band becomes really popular. I think that's what happens. Well, we've got, um, I mean, 2020 is hit and uh, I think it's already, there's already controversy already. The Brit Awards, which... As I, I remember when I was younger and I was watching the Brit Awards and I was, obviously there was a few people that I kind of did invest in and follow. And then now as the years have gone on, it just seems like a, a kind of fuck fest for um, celebrities to get as 
wasted as they can around tables of white men's suits um, and just not really take music very seriously. Um, so some of the words are kind of mixed uh, in terms of album of the year and song of the year and it's already uh, seen that, uh, well it's already shown that there's there's hardly any women on there. Yeah, which is, I mean, it, the world doesn't need me to add my opinion to this, but equally, like, it is just, in, I mean, it kind of reflects the pop landscape of last year, I think there's a lot of, there's there's been a hell of a lot of new female voices in pop, but the prevailing ones that you hear on the radio are the likes of, and no harm to him, but Lewis Capaldi's been everywhere, Ed Sheeran could release him gasping, and it would still get to number one. Um, yeah, there's, there's a lot of really... And again, no harm to him because he seems like a nice lad, but very Capaldi-esque sort of bland kind of crooning. Um, and I guess that's reflected in, in the awards. And, and part of me thinks that, you know, they can only really reflect what's been popular. And of course, like the Brits has never, in my view, never really been about artistic credibility. But it is dis- it's hugely disappointing, isn't it? Um, and what, so what was the backlash for you when, I remember when you were on telly um, discussing about, um, sort of, Gender uh, neutral, un- ungendered um, categories and things. Yeah. So, uh, what's did you sort of expect that this would kind of be the outcome, or I don't know. What, yeah, what no, I knew. So, I'd they'd asked me to go on from the um, from the perspective of it being a good thing. Um, so, my reasoning was that I felt it was a good thing because I, you know, it there's obviously non-binary artists and so on that are, are not there's no real category for them um but i knew i knew this is what would happen and part of me really wanted my argument also was that i wanted this to happen to further highlight the lack of women that would be supported and shown um and that's exactly what's what's happened mm-hmm. and it's very like um Apart from your token Glaswegian, it's all it's as always. It's very London centric or US centric kind of artists, isn't it? It's it's disappointing to me in so many levels. I used to I used to watch the Brits for the sole purpose of getting angry at it when I was a wee guy, because um, I was I mean I was alive, but I don't remember Bell and Sebastian winning that big. Was it the Brits when Bell and Sebastian won Breakthrough Act or something like that? I have no idea. Uh, I don't really remember any moments of going, oh, yes, I'm glad they won. I always just sort of watched it to get angry. But I, I do realise there's, there's an enormous political kind of aspect to it. And, yeah, it just... Um, I don't know, apart from maybe, like, Kanye West a few years ago, I can't remember there being, like, a big moment from the Brits that actually got talked about the week after. Mm-hmm. Apart from maybe Arctic Monkeys, like, being arseholes. That's yeah. Yeah, it seems to focus more on, on controversy and so on, but it's it just makes me sad that it's that it's like there's no real uh, kind of credibility shown for women within this, and the fact that no no women in any of the five groups nominated, no women in any of the album category, um, it's just absolutely shocking. It's baffling, isn't it? And you can reel off so many names of people of, of women especially who have had massive influence sonically as well yeah i mean if you look at whether you're a fan or not of charlie xcx like the the impact of of her taking kind of ideas from pc music and putting in a pop context you would have thought that would give her a nod um people like tovlo and um just the various just you could reel off a list the length of your arm you really could um but you know 
I think people are starting to get exhausted by it all now to the point that they're thinking, what's the point? Which is really sad because, um, yeah, we'll see what happens. But fuck everyone that's complicit in that and fuck everyone that thinks that they're actually making a change when they're not.
we will move on to the songs um, that we enjoy and um, that we've discovered. And it is one more tune because you're, we've decided that we just want one more tune so we pick a track each we've not listened to each other's choices and uh, we see what each other thinks first of all kicking off with elder who are from brisbane three-piece ensemble and um it's consisting of shoegaze dream pop jazz just really beefy uh euphoric guitar sounds in there as well which i i love and um there's some it's it's kind of some really beautiful technical aspects to the songwriting and delivery and i absolutely love them the vocal for me is what kind of elevates it to to another i don't know another plane and um there's just com- some real kind of oddities within that uh vocal which are texturally sublime mm-hmm. uh, oh no absolutely um i think what stood out for me was the um the musicianship in terms of they're a three-piece but it sounded so much more than some of their parts i mean the guitar and sort of drum textures kind of remind me of uh, sort of later era talk talk um which is always a huge plus for me and it's sort of uh it goes into yeah that sort of shoegazy sub pro kind of um kind of world and yeah that was i really really enjoyed that for sure and good to have australian representations it is it is and um yeah given that uh the absolute atrocities that are happening over there, um, which everyone is fully aware of now. And hopefully um, Meatloaf is now accepting that climate change is a thing, but we'll see. He would do anything for love, but he, he won't accept the... He won't do that. ...the logic of 90, 98% of the scientific community. But. Yeah. Prick. Um <laughs> 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 Who are you picking? Well, this one is um, this is uh, Moses Sumney, um, an LA-based musician who's the same age as me, and I quite frankly hate him for it. And this track is called Polly. You remain in motion, bottom of the ocean. Not yet sick of sick of fun telling you the truth lies like no moon is high hollow as a hallway the office fits right through me if I split my body into two men, would you then love me better? I don't puss myself, so you ever this see, Polly, see, Polly, see, see me. Just love dancing Polly, Polly, Polly
Sometimes don't wanna live at all. I want to be cutting candy in the mouth of many a lover. Saccharine and slick technicolor, I'll dissolve. I know that oneself is evolving to rain and spit. Make me go So that's uh, Moses Sumney, who um, is only 28 years old. Um, he's American Ghanaian, and uh, he used to write primar- primarily uh, a cappella music and learn instruments later on, um, which I think comes across in sort of the melodies. Um, they tend to go everywhere and then come back to this sort of central kind of um, chord pattern. Um, he is on Jag Jaguar, who are probably my favourite label at the moment, actually. Um, and he's toured with the likes of Dirty Projectors, St. Vincent. He's worked with Beck. He's also worked with Dave Satek of TV on the Radio. Um, and um, he's releasing his next album in two parts, which uh, seems to be kind of a thing at the moment. Um, so part of that comes out, uh, the new album, Grey. Um, it comes out in February and then in May. Um, and then there'll be a sort of double album physical release as well. So um, yeah, I, I, I cannot believe this guy hasn't been on my radar before. What did you What did you make of Moses Sumney? Well, first of all, I want to clarify the album coming out in two parts thing. So does that mean that it's a double album, or is it just split in two? It's hard to say. I'm not really sure. I've tried. I've I've read up on him, and um, it's not obvious. There seems to be sort of bits and pieces coming out sort of sequentially at the moment. So this is one of three songs which he's released in the last couple of months. Um, and so, yeah, I'm kind of excited to see what form it takes. Whether you're talking 10 songs split over two separate months or 20 as a double album, I'm not really sure at the moment, but I'm excited to hear all of it because I think the guy is just incredible. Great. No, I mean, that was uh, focused more vocally than it was the music surrounding it. And that just, it did the trick. It um, kind of worked the way it was supposed to it was the arrangement was beautiful and um yeah everything about it the harmonies just wonderful there's definitely a huge whack of influence from dirty projectors there um especially in kind of the the uh like you say like the harmonies the sort of kind of sweeping octave changes and that kind of thing i just 
as I say, I can't believe this guy hasn't been on my radar before. Um, really, really into it. Um, and the lyrics as well. Um, some of them really grab you. Um, I just think he's a really interesting musician. Um, and I'm reading here, he majored in creative writing, I studied poetry, which sort of makes sense. Yeah. If you're looking at lyrics written down, uh, stuff like, I want to be candy floss, I want to be cotton candy in the mouth of many a lover, that kind of thing. It's really evocative imagery. Um, and tell you what, I liked it. Good for you. Thanks. Good for you. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So um, we're coming back to Scotland for the next song. Um, This is Feodel and Coming Up For Air. Air, which is the latest release from Feodale, uh, which means lucky find in Gaelic, and it's the alias of Scottish producer-composer Callan Marchetti, um, taken from the release of his debut EP, um, well, no, sorry, he his debut EP, it received so much support from um, a plethora of press and his listenership is really impressive and it kind of I I quite like it because I feel like I'm part of the secret club that 
knows about him and listens to him but he's got a lot of listeners and um he's got a massive kind of fan base on soundcloud um which is is certainly spreading to other uh, platforms and um the coming up for air is inspired by the george orwell novel of the same name which for people that don't know the kind of premise of that is it's like a, a poignant account of a, a man's attempt to recapture childhood innocence um, as war looms on the horizon. Um, and the the song itself, he it's probably one of the more, um, I, I guess, soundtrack-esque um, songs that he's done. And a lot of them are pretty much like that but for that for me um it's it's less dynamic than some of the other songs that he's he's kind of put out and um it's 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 pretty much a score and uh it's um he's he's so talented i kind of just want people to just know about him but at the same time i'm like don't take away my my private you know, my little microcosm. <laughs> and um, he's going to be guesting on a Life is Like a Box of Records podcast in February. Oh, brilliant. Um, no, I absolutely adore that. And it's exactly like you said, it does feel very um, sort of anthemic in a sort of soundtracking kind of way. Um, you can sort of imagine it on like, uh, I don't know, like a Tim Courtney film or like, a, or like even like a sort of I don't know, like beautiful sort of rural shots, and uh, I don't, I don't even, I, I, don't, I don't know where I'm going with that. I'll be or honest. Greta Gerwig. Yes, yeah. I mean, might as well. You know, she's put out so many films, made these soundtracks. But no, um, that was that was that was beautiful, and it just adds to this amazing heritage of of Scottish kind of um, sort of the composition um, schools of of, um, of of Scotland, and yeah, it was. Um, I'm kind of blown away by that. I'll be honest. It's rendered me in, like completely inarticulate, which doesn't take much, admittedly. Um, <laughs> what have you got next? What have I got next? Because you've got to concentrate now. I do. I really have to concentrate. This is Wasted Shirt, who um, is a combination of Ty Seagal and Brian Chippendale from Lightning Bolt, which is um, this, the, the 16-year-old me is absolutely like weeping um, with excitement about hearing the rest of this band's uh, first record. Um, I'll tell you a bit more about it afterwards through the words of not me, but Henry Rollins. Um, but yeah, it's Wasted Shirt. It's double the dream. It's very loud.
So yeah, that's a wasted shirt. Um, and they have the benefit of having their press releases uh, written by Henry Rollins. So um, imagine I'm doing an incredible Henry Rollins impression. Um, this album is exploding euphoria from start to finish. The more you play it, the better it kabongs you upside your head. Hectic doesn't even begin to describe it. Brian and Ty, two mere particles in the grand scheme, collide at, collide at high speed. The technicians dive for cover. The reaction is recorded. Mutation is achieved. This is freedom rock. Turn up the volume. Hasten your emancipation. Sonic joy awaits. Um, not like Henry Rollins to be um, unnecessarily verbose, but, um, you know. But yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty wild stuff. Um, to me, it just sounds like uh, just lightning bolt because, it, you know, it's lightning bolt. Plus Tysigal, but um, I will always welcome a collaboration between those two because, um, my God, I think you need that in your life sometimes, you know. So I really like them both individually. Um, for for me, I love the ferocity and um, just the the discordance there, but there isn't enough variation in that song for me and it becomes a bit too repetitive. Um, But there is a a certain amount of anger there that's probably comparable to, say, for example, the the rage that you would channel into um, beating the shit out of a royal family member who might be a paedophile. For example. For example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? <laughs> Picking, narrowing it down to just one. Yeah, is just, just, you know, just to be generic about it. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, so I, I guess that um, I, I love the anger in it and I love the, the fierceness there. Mm-hmm. I just want it to maybe kind of alter a bit. I feel like the whole record, as, a, as, a, as you know, as a project, I imagine that's probably the most restrained they are on that song. Um, as a bit of a taster, because if there's anything that Tyce Gal and Brian Chippendale like doing, it's going on bizarre tangents. Um, I think it's just yeah, it's like you said, it's angry and it's weird music for an angry and weird time. Um, and uh, I, I still need to properly absorb the last Lightning Bolt record, Sonic Citadel. Um, I felt it was a bit clean. Um, in terms of production, like I really need that snare to sound like it's from it's guttural and hellish, um, and I don't think it quite scratched the itch for me. But I'm excited to hear the whole record, and and yeah, I agree. I think that's just a taster mm-hmm. of what's to come. Um, but yes, exciting uh, collaboration for sure. It's also nice going from um, something that's really delicate to something that's going to burn your face off. Yes, multitudes. We are multitudes. Uh, let's move on to <laughs> Jaya Lai and uh, this is Victor's Belt. Take 
an alarm set just in case I get lazy It's out of my hands It's like that Victor's Belt and the first single taken from their forthcoming EP Culebra. Um, I think that's how you pronounce it. Uh, this often is one of our my uh, it's an Achilles heel for me. Ironically, as someone with my name, which no one can fucking spell or pronounce. Um, so the obviously the the bass lines in that are one of the highlights but there's uh just the beautiful melodic hooks and um I, th- I think someone mentioned previously the afro-cuban rhythms in there um kind of you know winding around and um it's definitely it's got a psychedelic it's drenched in um like a kind of subtle psychedelic aspect um and just just wants to make you move, I think, really. Um, but that was released on January 10th, so last Friday. And um, Culebra, the EP, comes out on February 28th this year. And I am excited. Well, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of really cool uh, sort of desert-infused kind of Latin American psychedelica coming out at the moment. Um, I've been really impressed by bands like Krangbin, um, who are a nightmare to pronounce as well. Um, and definitely put me in that sort of mood. Um, the rhythm sections of these bands are so tight and so phenomenal that it just allows the guitar and the melodies, the vocal melodies, to kind of just I don't know, just venture off into the kind of their own accord. Um, and uh, yeah, I was really taken aback by that. Actually, um, that's fucking great. It really is fucking great. I'm trying to learn more words in 2020. Um, we should. What we'll do is we'll get a whiteboard mm-hmm. in our recording room yep. and we'll start putting those up. Okay. Because um, if I catch myself saying ethereal at any point this year... Are you going to smack yourself? Probably, yeah. Uh, it's okay. almost as bad as... Like, I think the cardinal sin is... Um, I try and make up words like anthemia. I see that one sometimes. Um, <laughs> and also... Um, if you're writing about music, you're allowed to say second album or follow-up album. It doesn't have to be sophomore. You're not playing high school basketball. You know what I mean? That absolutely does my head in. I hate the word sophomore. I'm so yeah. glad that you brought that up. Oh, God. Six music always say eponymous. Yeah. Always use that word. It's like, okay, we know you went to private school. You can just say self-titled. <laughs> like, it's fine. <laughs> You're not dumbing it down. Right, so we're banning ethereal from here on in. Ethereal, sophomore, eponymous, and uh, any... I think I've already said anthemic today, so I I can't really uh, go go in too hard on other people that do it. Although I suppose I can. Technically, I can. I can do that. 
I've done it. Yeah. So. Yeah. We should put self-awareness up there as well. <laughs> no, that, I, I enjoyed that one a lot. Um, would you like to hear another song? Olivia? Yes, I would. Uh, well, <laughs> let's listen to one. This is <laughs> by uh, an Irish artist called Ethanessa Francis. And this song, if you can believe it, is called Geranium.
So yeah, that was Eva Nessa Francis. Um, her debut album, Land of No Junction, comes out on the 17th. Um, and she's North Dublin-based um, songwriter, uh, former film student, which is always interesting. Um, and Land of No Junction uh, is actually a pun on Clan Dud No Junction. Um, so it's a kind of a mishearing um, of the um, junction in North, I want to say North Wales. I think I've been there and it rained the whole time. So um, a little glance into my biography there. Um, and yeah, so that song Geranium is a cut from that new album that's coming out. It's sort of inspired by the referendum on um, a safe abortion in 2018 um, and other sort of biographical themes. Um, and I'm excited to hear it. Um, I'm also trying to consciously get into more um, Irish music beyond the Wolf Tones and Fontaine's DC um, because... You know, um, they're only over there and I feel like I don't know enough. You know what I mean? I really, I, oh my God. I don't know if I like it. Well, I mean, you try. I know. Um, I, I think the vocal is super interesting. Um, there is, and I don't mean interesting in the way of being diplomatic to say something is not good. I mean, it really is genuinely interesting and I think there's a lot of character to it. Um, I like you feel that the vocal's going to go a certain way and then it kind of just has these nuances within it that you just it kind of takes you off kilter um, which I, I think is it's almost like um, someone's got a pitch shift yeah, okay. with the vocal and but that's just shows you know her style her vocal style and and the command of her, her voice and so on mm-hmm. um I think it's the instrumental I'm just not connecting with on that one that's fair yeah um but yeah it's um she shines though mm-hmm. um I just want maybe something just a bit more just a bit more substance to the arrangement I guess that's fair I mean I kind of like the understatedness of it it sort of put me in the mind of sort of uh, like Nico but like good um, <laughs> with a sort of kind of kind of sixties no wave kind of feel to it, um, but teach their own. I mean, opinion is is good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm honestly, I'm running on fumes here, Lena. I don't really know what's going. On. I've had a whole thing of coffee, and yeah, opinion is good. That's uh, remember. We need I, that whiteboard. Exactly, we need the whiteboard. Remember, you can commission me for all sorts of writing <laughs> projects if you want. Um, <laughs> You know, I'll put that in my, in my portfolio. Opinion is good. Well, we've got one more song. Cool. One more tune. One more tune. Uh, <laughs> and uh, this is the new addition to Lost Maps roster. Ah, cool. And it's um, Happy Spendy.
Happy Spendy and the song is Feelings 2. Um, as I've said, they are new to the Lost Map Records roster, which is already an impressive uh, kind of treasure trove of, of various artists headed up by um, Pictish Trail. And um, the song is about... Um, so Emer Coyle, who is originally from Derry, um, and weirdly I found out about her because of some friends in Northern Ireland that also do music. So um, I kind of knew about her before she even had moved to Glasgow. Um, but the song's about her dad's passing and um, just more of a kind of uh, disguising the sadness um, and treating it more as a, a kind of celebration of her father. And um, I, when I first read th- their quote on the press release, I, like, you know, it just catches you. And I just was like, just going to go for a, a little walk. Um, but uh, the way, I think once you listen to the song as well, if postal service fans will no doubt love that and I am a huge postal service fan and I love the glitches I love the subtle melodies um her vocal is just so good in that um kind of atmosphere it reminds me a bit of um okay buttons amber wilson um just in her her tone and so on um but this is going to be uh so they're going to be releasing all their eps together um on a um a kind of well th- all three of them as w- part of one album but that's a taster of the forthcoming new five track ep ready when you are which is released on february 28th everything's coming out on february 28th um so yeah i really 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 love that um happy spendy more like happy listening thanks you can have that that's a pull quote that you can use on any poster um i might no, need to put uh, a sound effect in with that well like a like a disappointed kind of they were going garage band and it was like cheering and booing. Yeah. 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 Um, no, joking apart, I've I've been interested in Happy Spendy for a while, but I, I, I mean, who am I to judge? But like, I never really got it before. I have to admit, I didn't really connect with what was kind of out there already. And I saw them live, I'm pretty sure, and um, I enjoyed it. But this is the first proper kind of time it's it's really, they've really grabbed me. Um, and they're hooks in, for sure. Um yeah, definitely gravitate in the same sort of circles, and you know how um, how, how pally the Glasgow music scene is, and how terrible that is, of course. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I, I really <laughs> I really enjoyed that. Um, and Lost Map continued to put out amazing records um, at an incredible rate, um, and yeah, just big into it, big into it. Yep, um, my name is Ollie McFadden and uh, yeah, I'm the owner of Some Great Reward uh, Record Shop and Cafe in Southside. Um, so we have picked a couple of albums which have come this month which uh, um, you know we are quite excited about and uh, yeah, we were just going to um, tell you a little bit more about it. An album um, called Niji Musi, um, which is the latest, uh, possibly the eighth album by uh, a Japanese experimental rock band called uh, Uayu. Uh, again, I hope I've said that uh, correctly. 
Um, and this is a kind of interesting band. Uh, the band leader, uh, Yoshimio, um, is also the percussionist and founding member of band The Boredoms and um, is also a long time collaborator with uh, Kim Gordon. This is out on the Thrill Jockey label um, who are um, a big uh, American independent label. This is an interesting one. Um, I'd definitely say it's more on the experimental avant-garde side of things uh, with uh, throwing in a bit of, sort of psychedelia, psychedelica and um, some shouty vocals as well. Um, so there's uh, plenty of weirdness that keep me entertained. Um, <laughs> so I'm giving myself all the hard ones here. So I think this is Kawasemi uh, um which is a really interesting track. Um, just some really odd time signatures, psyche vocals, and um, just this very insistent snare part that's going through the track that just keeps things moving along nicely. So this particular album is pressed on a crystal clear vinyl um, in a deluxe gatefold package. I've just read off the distributor's notes, um, but it's uh, definitely really nice packaging, um, you know, and uh, yeah, one I would like. Um, anything else that you want to share before we leave? Um, just to make your New Year's resolution to listen to listen to and consume all podcast related media uh, in twenty twenty. Yeah, um, there's a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a big year, and I'm very very excited. Um, and just just honoured to be on board and uh, having a good time. Um, <laughs> And that sounds really disingenuous. It <laughs> does. That's just, I've, I've just got that kind of voice. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just people people don't know if I'm joking or not. And I promise you, I've never joked in my life. Um, <laughs> do you have anything to add to the people? No, I guess um, it's going to be a big year where I'm separately going to be producing a uh, podcast for Scotch Women Inventing Music, which is quite exciting and. Um, we are we've got our zine yes that's continuing and um, we're going to be doing a lot of work with some great reward which is a record shop in the south side um and yeah i've got a shit ton of gigs coming up this year um and i'm pretty excited and uh yeah looking forward to kind of i don't know just a bit more um eclecticism Mm -hmm. this year yeah a lot of great records coming out and I need to go I need to get out more generally I think so um, a lot of good shows coming up um, and people always say there's nothing that happens in January but I think we've just helped to disprove that yeah um, in a very forceful way um, which uh, is a good admission statement to have as any you know yeah disproving things in a forceful way Wonderful. So um, please uh, subscribe and rate our podcasts on Apple Music. You can find us on, um, well, your 
preferred podcast app. We are not on Spotify because we're not allowed. Um, And that's because of music licensing. Um, But that's a good thing. And um, yeah, we'll be back next time. Yeah, have a good one. Um, Be nice to to everyone. Unless they're in a band in Glasgow, in which case don't make friends with them. No, because that's... That's not it's not a backslapping exercise. No. Okay.